Thanks. Click subscribe and the bell. Do it now! All right, another K4 show. I'm here with, oh, man, look at Charlie Brown over there. That stupid sweater you got on. You had that sweater on before, and I didn't say anything because we're on the podcast with Ben. But that's what it looks ridiculous on you, especially with the sunglasses. Um, <laughs> sorry to cut you cut into your introduction, Jasmine. Uh, we're here with Jasmine Kennard or Kennard. How do you say it? Kennard. Kennard. All right, perfect. I got it right the first time. That's, that never happened. So uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us on this podcast. Uh, you're fighting on K4. What led you to come to our promotion? Um, I was really excited to do a. Muay Thai fight. And so when that came up as a possibility on K4, I was really excited to head out. Buffalo is not that far from where I live. So it just made a lot of sense to, to make my way out there. And I never competed under Gamma rule set. And so I was excited to try that. Man, that's awesome. That's a great answer too. This, you're a veteran. This is your first podcast you said. So um, we appreciate you having uh, scripted answers right off the jump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh you have a blue belt jiu-jitsu right i do yes. yeah so like this is a crazy jump from mma to muay thai what's uh what led you to want to do muay thai instead of mma so i actually interestingly uh took the first mma fight uh and i was intending actually to do a kickboxing fight and it's just that i couldn't find a kickboxing fight that was um, a good match at, at 145 in that in the time frame I was looking for, and so that's why I ended up doing MMA uh, in general. So it was actually what I had planned to do all along. Um, so it was just uh, in the last six months, just been looking to get like a kickboxing or a, a Muay Thai fight instead. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Do you like uh, Muay Thai better, or like the K1 style? You like to clinch since you're pretty good at jujitsu. I, I do enjoy the clinch. Um, it's, uh, I think that kickboxing is interesting, but coming from like a jujitsu perspective, I think the clinches is, is like there, there's exciting hand fighting, things like that, um, that will kind of like add layers to the game. Um, plus one of, uh, of the, of the three coaches that I work with, two of them were, um, specifically fighting Muay Thai. Awesome. That's great. Um, man, jumping into MMA for Muay Thai, it feels a lot safer. Like no one can take you down and, but it's really not that safer because you're, you're excellent jujitsu. How did you end up? I, I was trying to find a fight online. I couldn't find your other fight online. Uh, what happened that led to the eye injury of your opponent? Um, uh, I guess I, it, I split her face open under the eye. Um, just like a, a punch. Man. I split her eye open with a punch because I'm a savage. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Lance off funny, like so. I don't know if it was just not like well vaselined or or something, but um, yeah, it was. It happened almost immediately in the fight too, and then the whole rest of the round, she just what? What got you? What got you training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Like training um, Jiu Jitsu. Um, I really stumbled into it. Uh, it was never something that I intended to do. Uh, I was always like active throughout college and I went on internship and commuted to work with uh, a coworker who did jujitsu and he invited me to come try it out. And I went once and really loved it and stuck around, I guess. That's a really cool answer. I, uh, I, um, I think jujitsu is like something that every woman should do, 
Uh, I think every person should do, but especially every woman, you know, like it's really important to be able to use your body. And uh, I think like in today's society, like we, we protect our women like a little bit too much and we should be on the mat, making sure that you can actually protect yourself. And uh, like, I know good blue belts in jiu-jitsu that can choke the shit out of like any regular guy. So uh, I think it's super important that you're, you're able to do that and it makes you a strong woman. Yeah. Yeah, Ray's Ray's been a, a wipeout for when did you start training, Ray? Like nineteen ninety two. Ninety three, ninety three. Ninety three. I'm not even really joking. Ray's been a wipeout for a really long time. If you ever come train with me, dude, I'll promote you. But you gotta come train. Like you can't just show up once every couple of months. You gotta tell them how much you got trained to be. But how how long did you train to get your blue belt? I trained a lot off and on. I actually kind of, it took me a really long time to get my blue belt um, for a lot of reasons, but um, I trained at four different, four or five different gyms before I uh, was sort of like in a, one place long enough. And then I previously trained Nogi um, and moved to gyms where um, they only promote through the key. And so it was kind of uh, a different pathway maybe than average. So I think five, five or so years. So that's a lot shorter than Ray in 1992. What year were you born in, Jasmine? 95. <laughs> oh, wow. Ray, Man. you gotta come train, dude. That's a long time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. keep using Ray. Your um, white belt can <laughs> buy a drink at a bar. <laughs> drinks are on Ray after the fight. He's gonna he's gonna have to buy the drinks for all the blue belts. Um, what do you know about Ashley, your opponent? I don't know too much about her other than that she requested Muay Thai instead of kickboxing, which was really exciting to me. Um, and that she's also zero zero. And so I feel like with with someone who's zero zero, that it's kind of hard to find a lot online about what they've done um, before, just because uh, that's not that's not as readily available as maybe someone with a longer record. And so, know very little about her. I think she's a bit shorter than me, but um, yeah. Uh, she was in that video, that Muay Thai video, where she got teeped by uh, I, I can't pronounce her name correctly, but by the Thai girl that came with Sanchai. And uh, like, there's a lot. I'm gonna ask her about it when I have her on. We have her on at eight, so uh, we'll talk to her, and you can uh, get a little insight into her too. But I'm gonna ask her how she felt about that. Um, I do have some questions. So, like, I I trained a lot of female students, and uh, I had some female fighters for me as well. And uh, they always have problems with training partners. How much problems do you have with training partners? Like, uh, finding people your weight, uh, going to uh, like. It's tough when you get guys your weight because they're stronger and they whip you around in the clinch and it's difficult to actually uh, use what you know. Uh, what does training look like for you and how do you deal with partners and do you have a lot of women at your gym? So I would say that we have quite a few women, um, but I think that there's a bit of like a gap in terms of um, people who are there to like train on like a regular basis as like a hobby and people who are like interested and excited in, in taking fights. And so, you know, at, as it stands right now, I'm the only woman at the gym who's like sort of training to compete in, in or take fights. And so, you know, on the jujitsu side, there's a lot more women that are going to tournaments and things like that. Um, but Muay Thai has, has been a 
a bit more limited, but um, yeah. So on like an average class, you know, there might be a handful of other women, but I have been spending a lot of my time training with some of the other guys who are amateur fighters and just trying to get rounds in where I can um, sort of in the nearby area uh, with folks who, you know, are women competing at a high level, like uh, sort of uh, who are also interested in doing rounds with other women. So I try to get that in on the weekends. Yeah. You guys should start like a, a group and like try and like once a month, get everyone together from area. There's a lot of girls all around that. Like they're forced to like spar with um, guys. And then, man, when, when you turn it up on a guy and then they turn it up back, it's just not quite the same as you're going to see in the ring, especially in the clinch um, where, where it really matters. I, I think um, we need to do better in the, the Muay Thai community with uh, finding a place for women to train together. Uh, maybe like a general area kind of in between Buffalo and Rochester and just kind of scoop everyone up and, and get them all together. There's, there's quite a few scatterings of people all around and uh, it's just something to think about. Someone should organize that. Someone that's not me. I got my own gym. Like it's hard to do it as a gym owner because you don't really want your, your students to go all over the place. But it's at the same time, it, someone needs to do it, you know. Just don't yeah. fight nobody from Canada. Look out for the, no, that's close enough for the Canadian girls to come over too, man. Those girls are good. There's a lot of good people in Canada. Muay Thai is strong up there. I can I can believe it. Yeah, our our gym has a bit of like a, a cross pollination that happens on Sundays. So there's a couple other local gyms, and we sort of rotate hosting like an open mat for whoever wants to show up. And typically we get people, you know, from all those three gyms, usually people from like Syracuse, some people from Pennsylvania. And so it's been like a good way to get like rounds in with new folks. Yeah. In Buffalo, we have uh, like South Towns those Friday nights and then uh, Boomer does Saturday afternoons. So they, they have a good, um, there's lots of people, but it's mostly men, you know, I'm uh, it's just tough to get to get good rounds in and there's a lot of like good good girls around like all about your side too Mackenzie's around like she's forced to like spar with guys all the time there's a lot of uh yeah. a lot of very talented women that they could get together and you know unite buffalo and take over the world or not buffalo unite new york and take over the world and then new york city's got great guy great guys and girls down there so there's a good hotbed area for for muay thai just we gotta get everyone together you know yeah i would love to see an event like that yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll put it together, right? K-Man's Corner should sponsor something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, what's a typical training week look like for you, Jasmine? Um, I typically lift three days a week, um, and it sort of depends on when I'm not like an active like prep for a fight. Like I am doing Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu probably like five or six days a week. Um, yeah. And then in active fight prep, I typically spend a lot more time doing like right now I'm doing predominantly Muay Thai, um, kind of cutting down on the jujitsu just to make sure that I'm, you know, prepping the skills that I'll need um, in the fight and spending a lot of time doing cardio and prepping in that regard. Nice. So you're not going to run a gas in the third round? My hope is that, no, I hope that the amount of cardio I've done is sufficient, but we'll see. I've spent a lot of time on an assault bike in the last little bit. So yeah, I hope it's worth it. The, the assault bike's always worth it. It's uh, 
that's a, a piece of equipment that uh, gives me terror still to this day. <laughs> Doing that in the sauna is the worst, you know, 30 on, 10 off in the sauna, oh, it's the absolute worst. Yeah. Especially when the handles are so hot, they burn your hands. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, sauna, I just feel like I don't, I just don't enjoy saunas on a regular basis. And so it's like, in that circumstance, I, I feel like it's even less enjoyable. Yeah, it's definitely not enjoyable at all. Uh, off air, we talked about cutting weight because I was eating a donut because I'm a fat kid. Uh, how's the <laughs> weight cut gone for this fight? Yeah, it's been fine. Um, I'm pretty much sitting just like a, a little bit above what I want to be at to weigh in. So I don't think it's been problematic. And I, you know, with, with having to drive, you know, three hours to Buffalo to weigh in um, and that sort of thing, I didn't want to have to do like a brutal weight cut or something like that. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good about how, how it's went. I think eating clean and, you know, keeping track of, of what you, you're putting in your body is really the most important part and making sure it's, you know, whole foods and yeah. No Burger King, huh? No Burger King. <laughs> you just made race sad. That's all he eats is Burger King. Look at that guy. I'm looking forward to some things after the fight that I have sort of held off on but yeah let's get pizza after the fight pizza does sound good <laughs> if you what are you gonna eat what's your meal that you're gonna eat after the fight i really like asian food so i'm probably just gonna get like like a either like a big bowl of some sort of like curry or like thai food um or something like that <laughs> Mason's uh, <laughs> jumping in Macy's Pizzeria. Ray took uh, Ray took some of the fighters out after uh, after the last show to get pizza, and uh, hopefully this time Ray will take me with him too. When Caveman's Corner, we can go out and uh, feed the fighters some pizza, and then uh, we'll buy the pizza. It'll be on us. Yeah. Um, we also give away uh, 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 money bonuses for uh, everyone that comes on the podcast. So, like anyone that come on the podcast is uh, eligible to win. One of the bonuses for the fight, we give away a uh, fight of the night, knockout of the night, and submission, submission of the night. Of the night yeah. Obviously, you're not going to get the submission of the night because you're fighting Muay Thai, but knockout of the night or fight of the night, we're going to give away cash prizes. Uh, we've been doing it every show for a while. Um, hopefully, we uh, we get a lot of good money, and we, we take donations, and then we give it away. So uh, we're trying to hook up the fighters. So uh, hopefully, we can get you a uh, fight of the night bonus. Awesome. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Um. Why, what got you into a combat sport, competing in a combat sport, not just uh, training in one? Um, I would say that it, it honestly took me a, a bit to get into Muay Thai initially. Um, I only started doing it kind of because it happened right after Jiu-Jitsu. And I was like, oh, like, I'm here. I may as well, like try it out. And then, you know, after the first couple of classes, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not really sure if this is for me. Um, but, you know, I just felt like, you know, at, at my gym, a lot of the folks do both. And that's kind of like what drew me in. I was like, oh, like it's like the same people. They're encouraging me to keep trying it. And I think it was just bit, like a bit intimidating as someone who, you know, hadn't spent a lot of time like being punched or punching things um, to to do it, but 
I have always done like very fairly physical sports. Um, you know, growing up and up through the end of college, I played water polo. And so um, it was kind of like, it didn't feel, I guess, that intimidating in terms of that. Um, I saw a couple of folks from our gym fight amateur and that is one of the things that kind of piqued my interest in, in fighting personally. Um, I just like saw it and I was like, wow, it would be so exciting to get to do that in, in front of an audience and just seems like it felt very different than training. And it's always nice to have, you know, goals to work forward, uh, work toward and to have, um, you know, a reason to train with intention. And so um, I feel like a fight provides all of that. Nice. Do you think uh, playing water sports gives you an advantage in jujitsu? Uh, most of the swimmers I know are very good at jujitsu. I think we're sort of used to being like vaguely horizontal. You know, I think like, I mean, in water polo, it's fairly, um, there's a lot of like body manipulation in order to like maneuver people in the pool. I think it, it didn't make for a fairly natural transition, um, at least to, to jujitsu. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man. You got a fighter that you look up to? Jujitsu, MMA, or Muay Thai? Um, gosh, I feel like there are a lot of people that I really look up to. I think one of the coaches here at my gym, I feel like personally, like really inspired by. And I think part of it is like that. I think it's one thing to be like a good fighter. And I think that takes a lot of effort and skill. And I think it's one thing to be a good teacher. Um, and be able to take the knowledge that you've learned and be able to pass it on. And I think that like, for me, having like role models that are able to um, really communicate how to improve and like be be like a, there for their students has been, has felt like, like for me, he has been really important um, in terms of like my development and just like the amount of like time investment it takes to be like to compete and the amount of, you know, personal attention it requires to like get the feedback you need to improve. I just think like having, having professional fighters that are able to kind of like take that step in like in a coaching role, like I really admire that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Joe Wall wants to know who is he? <laughs> His name is Josh Twining. Joe's uh Joe's a head of ISKA, in case you don't know. So he's a he's a head commissioner for ISKA for um he does like uh all the ISKA shows, so they do a lot of shows around here. They do uh um FCP, they do uh Castro Cone, so like a lot of the, the shows around here he does and then they, they go to Thailand, they they have shows all over too, so Oh, yeah. um, he's a pretty important figure in the community, so he's a guy to be nice to. <laughs> you don't want to yell at him in the middle of the uh, the uh, pre-fight speech, right, Joe? <laughs> he gets all mad and throws a clipboard down, and then he's going to beat somebody up. It's rough. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, a, he's a little fiery guy, but he's all right. Um, what is your favorite thing about fighting? Um, to me, it's about... Um, 
just like a more like a physical expression of strategy. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that people do as hobbies that are, you know, in some ways like mind active and a lot of hobbies that are in some ways like body active. And I think that like fighting has for me felt like really like a union of those two um, where, you know, I, I tried to lift like with consistency for like the sake of lifting. And I found it really hard to be like mentally engaged. And, you know, I like, I've done hobbies that are maybe like more like mentally stimulating, but like you're sitting on your butt um, to do it. And I have found that like fighting has really like filled that gap for me between the two. And yeah, so I've just really enjoyed being able to to exercise both parts of me. That was a pretty intellectual answer to that question. Normally it's like, I like to beat people up or it's like, I'm so into like the competition or like, I love the strategies. It's like you had a little bit of everything in that answer. That's a pretty good answer. I think that's the first time I heard someone describe it like that. I like that. Do, do you have a good leg kick? I feel like I shouldn't necessarily talk about what I'm good or bad at until after the fight's over because I feel like you'll probably see it if it's there yeah. by next weekend. But Ray Aris is called the king of leg kicks for a reason because he always wants to know about the leg kicks. <laughs> Do you think it gives you a big advantage already having making the walk? I mean, you made a walk down the cage. You fought in a cage before. Um, you had one fight. You had no fights. Uh, I know that you've gone through that that first fight jitters, the anticipation, the, the what it feels like when they close the door and you're alone in there for the first time. Do you think that gives you an advantage over her? Um, I think it really depends on the person. Personally, I didn't feel that jittery or nervous for the first fight. Um, it wasn't something that I thought about much. Um, and so I, I guess... I, if she is like more inclined to, to be nervous about, about something like that, um, I think that maybe there would be an advantage, but you know, I, I've been to a bunch of jujitsu tournaments. I've like competed in water polo in front of like audiences. And so it's never been something that I really thought that much about. I love it. the first time I ever fought. I didn't really feel jitters either. I just felt great walking down to the crowd. I mean, I wrestled for like my whole life or wrestled in front of big crowds. And um, the first time I fought, like I fought more auditorium for my first fight, really. And uh, there was like a couple thousand people. And like I walked out, I was like, oh man, this is the best ever. Like I didn't really feel nervous. It was like, I don't know, it was like exhilarating. It wasn't really, it didn't cause me any anxiety. I believe it helped me perform better. And uh, I was kind of seem like that too. What do you think your biggest advantage is? Uh, you might have to lie about this question. So if you lie about it, we'll forgive you. Uh, what do you think your biggest advantage is coming into this fight? Um, I would say it's hard to say uh, what my advantages are because I don't really know what she's bringing to the table. I feel like after one round, I would have probably a pretty good answer of what that would be or not. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I know very little about about 
what she's bringing to the table. So I feel like it'd be hard to say what my advantages are relative to her because there is not, there's not much of a comparison that I can draw. I will say that like, um, I believe that I'm taller than her and that could be an advantage. Like keep jab, coming in, stepping off, head kicks. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing whatever she lets me do. Oh, <laughs> if she lets me do it, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> now, you definitely should lie about this one. What is your disadvantage coming into the fight? I feel like in some ways it feels intimidating that it's not my home turf. You know, like I've been to a bunch of Gladius fights and things like that. And so like, that's like very close and I've like never really even been to Buffalo. So I feel like people are probably going to be supporting her as like the more local fighter. So. Uh, they, they have, I think eight fighters on the card. So she's going to get a loud pop when she comes out and the crowd is definitely going to be for her. Do you think that's going to affect you? Mm. I don't know. I think some people's confidence in like performance can be boosted by, by feeling that like support. Um, I'm not too worried about not feeling it. I mean, I competed in Watertown last time and that's like three hours away as well. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, people fight harder at home. Yeah. You seem uh, pretty intellectual. It doesn't seem like the boos are going to get to you. Do you think it gives her an advantage in scoring though? I mean, I I guess it just depends on who lands what, right? You know, if if I'm able to set the tone in the way that I hope, then I would expect to have an advantage. But I imagine she's probably thinking the same thing. I didn't mean the judging. I, I, I think the judging is going to be great no matter what. Like the K4 judges are really good. I meant like the crowd like cheering every time she hits you. Do you think that helps with the scoring? Because... Like, I see fights where, like, man, I don't know which way it's going to go. And you hear the crowd pop when one fighter hits the other fighter. And then the, yeah. the booze when the other fighter hits the other fighter. And sometimes that can, uh, like, the fight's super close. It can uh, it can change things only when the fight's super close, though. So uh, when you say it doesn't mean it's not going to matter at all, it means you're going to beat her up really bad. So that, that's a little cool. I mean, that's the hope that I'm walking in with, right? Like, right. I mean, that's the hope we're both walking in with, that um, – I, I hope that that I'm able to set the tone in the way that, you know, I've been training for and that because of that, I'll be able to land what I want. So the crowd can boo, I suppose, if they want. But um, I don't think that's going to change what I do in the ring. Okay. I think the K4 crowd is pretty educated. I think if you come out and you set the tone, you have good technique. And you're you're not timid. The crowd will love you. Like the crowd always loves a women's fight. They almost always steal the show. Um, yeah. For some reason, like I don't even know what it is. It, it just seems like the the ladies' fights are always really really good and really entertaining, and and it always brings out a loud pop in the crowd. Everyone's like, oh, that could be my sister or my mother or my not mother because you're obviously not that old, but that could be my sister or my daughter. You know, like uh, if it's a little kid, it could be your mom. Like sometimes, like uh, the the, some ladies it's their moms right and um man it, it's just always exciting and uh i'm i'm excited that you guys are going to come in and put on a show uh i trained with ashley a long time ago like pre-covid 
Uh, I trained at WNY for for a while, and I got my own gym. I've been away for a while, but I know she's been uh, training for a long time, and I'm like I'm excited to watch you guys fight. And um, I know she she takes her pretty serious, so I, I can't wait to see. I've been telling her she should fight for a long time. When she first started hitting the bag, I was ah, you should fight, you know. And I'm I'm glad that like someone gave you that same encouragement. I can't wait to see you guys fight. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think that you know I waited months to find a fight. So I'm like, in many ways, very thankful for this fight. Cause I feel like it's been hard to match at 145. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just really excited to, to get to meet her on Friday and see how things go. That's awesome. What is next for you after this fight? Um, I would like to fight again uh, at some point in the future. Unfortunately, I have to finish school at some point, and so I will be focusing on finishing my dissertation because um, I'm supposed to defend my PhD in February, and so I will be probably doing that for a bit. That's amazing. What are you a PhD student in? Um, chemical engineering. Oh, my goodness. Do you got a fight nickname? I do not. You yeah. gotta make one up for her, okay, man. We gotta see her fight first. Um, maybe we'll come up with in the middle of a fight. Like we can't give a nickname until we see a fight. Like I, I was trying to find video before you came on, and I couldn't find that. I, I saw the win, and I saw like eye injury. I was like, oh man, I hope she poked her in the eye with her toe or something cool. It's just that you punch her. That's not even a good story. No, I, it's uh, not that exciting, really. Yeah, she bet like I punched her in her eye socket, swell up because I broke that thing, and now I'm. A bad butt. I'm gonna crush this next girl. But you're too smart to say that stuff. Uh, what school do you go to? Cornell. Nice. Oh, so great. not only are you smart, you go to a good school. You're gonna beat people up. You got a lot in the future. I just feel like when when you're in a high pressure academic environment, you need outlets. You know. So when you go home from school or work, you know you need something to do. What are you looking to do after school? Um, I am just starting to sort of like look at the job market. I've been mostly focused on um, trying to finish things up, but I at some point have to get a job probably somewhere in industry. I am interested in scientific software development. Yeah. Awesome. And that, if you do scientific software development, that should leave some more time for fighting, right? Hopefully, hopefully I'll yeah. always have time. I feel like I'm like, I'm look, looking forward to a 40 hour work week because I feel like school like never ends. Like there's school when you come home, there's school like when you wake up in the morning. And so it's, it'd be nice to have like more structured schedule. But yeah, I think I'd still be able to make time to, to train and fight. Well, we hope to have you back. We're having another show in January. Like it's only a month away. Quick turnaround can defend uh, defend your win instead of your dissertation. And then uh, I can do both, hopefully. Yeah, both <laughs> at the same time. That'd be good. You should uh, you should <laughs> defend your dissertation while you're fighting. Put a little mic on. That'd be uh, that'd be some high pressure uh, high pressure <laughs> defense. I mean, I'm pretty sure no matter what, it's gonna feel really high pressure. You know, but that's just because I feel like it's a culmination of so many years of work for me. You know, I don't know if the fight would even change how nervous I'd be. 
you know, probably not. like I'm more nervous to walk into that defense than to walk into the fight. Cause like, you know, whatever happens in that, like, uh, in that fight, you know, I will feel happy that I did it, like proud that I walked in, I did it, that I trained and that I dedicated time. Um, and you know, no one's going to ask me really hard questions, hopefully. After. I'm going to, when I come in a cage, I'm going to ask you about your dissertation. I'm going to find something, I'm going to find something really tough to, uh, really tough to answer. And I'm going to ask you that when I come in an interview. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research. My, uh, my brother-in-law is a chemist. So I'm going to ask him some questions. I mean, I can come up with something like really tough that you'll never know. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry. I don't know. Perfect. I'll say something. I don't even know what I'm saying. I have it written down. I'll say all the words wrong. <laughs> Master what the Pythagorean theory is. Joe's a savage. Joe wants to know what the Pythagorean theorem is. Um. God, that's like a geometry, right? So it's basically that the square root of the hypotenuse is the sum of the squares of the respective sides of a triangle, right? I think uh, I think he's actually a machinist or has something to do with the industry, so he probably does know. Um, do you have anybody you want to thank or any sponsors about? I have no sponsors, but there's a number of people that have been sort of like integral to like my journey to like get to this point that I feel like it would, I'd be maybe remiss not to mention. Um, and I would say like the three coaches at my gym um, have all been really instrumental in getting me here. So that's Josh and Zach Lang and Josh Twining. Um, I've had a number of folks from the gym who are amateur fighters that I've spent a lot of time drilling with and like I'm really really thankful um that they have put in the hours they have to get to the level that they are at um so that I can learn from them um Brad Barson has been really welcoming to me coming down and spending some time at Viking and saying well, doing the Sunday sparring down there I have yeah Ooh, that's some that's some heavy stuff um <laughs> And also Zach Burhans and the Brojo boys have been pretty welcoming as well. And I really appreciate the time and the Did you space. get some time there. with Mason Lewis? What? Do you get some time with Mason Lewis down there at Brojo? Mason's great. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he, uh, he won our submission of the night. So we, we paid him some money and uh, came down at $13 in his tank. So we found him some more money. I got some more sponsors after I paid him once. So you got him Fuck another yeah. sponsor. We love that kid to death. Uh, he's oh, a yeah. good guy. Brojo's for real. Uh, sounds like you're training with all the right people, man. I can't wait to see you fight. Uh, remember, when you guys do buy your tickets, uh, use the promo code K4Canard. That sounds really cool. K4Canard. That, that might yeah. be your nickname. <laughs> think my girl has matted up. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so if you go K4 Canards, you will get uh, credit for the ticket sales. Make sure you guys do that. It helps all the fighters um, be able to fight. They get a small percentage of ticket sales. They don't get paid to do this. She's a struggling college student. She probably needs some ramen noodles to eat. So uh, we got to hook her up. Uh, K4 Canard. 
uh, we'll give it give her some money. We also have to thank JCR uh, Transport. Thank you very much, Ed Rogers. Ed Rogers gives us a lot of money to give away. Yeah, JCR Transport. Ed Rogers gives us a lot of money to give away at the fights. Uh, he's responsible for the fighters bonus, and uh, he helped us out with the first one, and we've been doing it ever since. And he donates almost 99% of the money. Everything that doesn't come from me or Ray comes from him. So uh, we appreciate Ed Rogers very much. Also, if you're watching online, check out Caveman's Corner uh, on Facebook and definitely check out our uh, uh, YouTube and just sign up and hook us up. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe, and it helps us all out. Thank you so much for your time, Jasmine. Uh, anything you want to add? Any last-minute uh, remarks for how stupid uh, Ray's sweater looks? <laughs> well, nothing about the sweater, but I just wanted to thank you for inviting me. It's been really great chatting. Thank you. Thank you so much. I never... I. If I knew you were going to be this smart, I would have made sure that I, I asked you to come on earlier. Definitely uh, bring the intelligence level of this podcast up about 35%. <laughs> Maybe more than that. I'm trying to be nice to Ray. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And with that, we're out here. Kate Man's Corner. We'll be back at 8. We'll be back with her opponent, Ashley Pisano, I think you say it. And, uh, man, this is going to be probably one of the best fights on the card. Don't you guys dare miss it. Yep. <laughs>